Get ready, get set, and settle back for a visit with the Bumsteads. Before we join the Bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Lisa Adrian. Raise that curtain, Lisa. We won't have it known, dear, that we own a telephone, dear. Day will break and you will wake and start to bake a sugar cake for me to take for all the girls to see. Thank you, Lisa. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, nothing beats a great cup of coffee. I drink mine with extra cream and extra sugar, and I always ask for extra caffeine, extra roast, and extra aroma. As you can imagine, all those extras make it extra difficult for me to sleep at night. But you know what, folks? I really don't mind because that just gives me extra time to fulfill my need for quality, affordable live theater with the Watertown Players. And if you are up at night and want to fulfill your need for quality, affordable entertainment, you can always tune into past episodes of Blondie on that newfangled YouTube thing. Just check out the Watertown Players Facebook for more information. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities, through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, the Bumsteads are expecting us to make our weekly call on them. The table in the dining room is all set for dinner, and Blondie is moving around it, expertly making last-minute touches, while Baby Dumpling looks on. There, Baby! That table looks very nice, if I do say so. I won't light the candles until Daddy comes home. Can I be the one to blow out the candles, Mommy? I want to make a wish. I could wish for a Shetland pony. Oh, it's just candles on birthday cakes you blow out and wish on, baby. These are to see by when we eat dinner. Daddy says he can't see by candles. Last time we had him, he told me to go get his flashlight so he could tell what he was eating. Daddy was just joking. I think candles are so nice and romantic on a dinner table. I guess Daddy doesn't feel romantic when he eats. He will be tonight. B 
because this is a Valentine dinner. See? Everything on the table is pink or white, and the centerpiece is shaped like a big pink heart. And the cake? Baby Dumpling, have you been at this cake? Well, I just pushed up some of the frosting to see what kind of cake was underneath. Some of these little round candies are gone off the top, too. Well, they weren't stuck on very good, Mommy. I just kind of pushed a couple and they stuck right to my finger. Well, you mustn't go around pushing cakes anymore, baby. I want everything to look just right when Daddy comes home. I hope he brings you a valentine, Mommy. Oh, he will. I hope he brings me a valentine, too. And I got one for him. You have? Oh, that's very sweet, baby. Why, where did you get the money to buy a valentine? Well, I kind of earned it. Why, I, I'm proud of you, baby. How did you earn it? Well, you know the last Fogel's trash barrel? No, but I suppose they have one. Go on. Well, every time it got full, somebody used to tip it over. So I asked Mrs. Lastfogel if it would be worth a penny if I knew it wouldn't get tipped over anymore. And she said yes. So that's how I got the penny. Now wait a minute, young man. You mean Mrs. Lastfogel had to bribe you to let her trash barrel alone? Oh no, Mommy. I never pushed it over. Then how could you promise it wouldn't happen again? Oh, it won't, Mommy. Because it was Alvin Fuddle used to push it over. And Alvin's gone away for all winter. Just the same. I'm afraid Mrs. Lastfogel got the wrong idea. I want you to give her that penny back. I can't, Mommy. I spent it for Daddy's Valentine. You can give her a penny from your pig bank. Maybe after Daddy's seen his Valentine, I could give her that instead. No, baby. The Valentine will belong to Daddy. And anyway, it might not be appropriate for Mrs. Lastfogel. What kind of valentine is it? I'll show you. It's in my blouse here. Won't it be must? No, it's a strong one. See? Hmm. Why, this is kind of a funny-looking valentine, baby. Sure. It's a comic valentine. What's this picture of a man running? That's supposed to be Daddy when he's late for work. Read the poem, Mommy. Poem? Oh, yes. The Office Athlete. We call you the Office Athlete as you go running down the street. Instead of brains, you use your feet. No wonder you're always tired. If punching a time clock made you strong, you'd beat Joe Lewis before long. If you think you're fooling the boss, you're wrong because you'll soon be fired. I bet Daddy will laugh at that. I'll take that bet. No, I wouldn't give him this, baby. You don't mean to make fun of Daddy, do you? Not if it makes him mad. Well, it wouldn't make him very happy, I don't think. Then I'll give it to somebody else. I don't want Daddy mad at me. Of course you don't. You love Daddy, don't you? Sure. And besides, he might take back the pony. What pony? The pony he might give me for Valentine's. Oh, no, baby. No one gets ponies for Valentine's Day. You seem to have it mixed up with Christmas. I didn't get a pony for Christmas either. 
But this morning, Daddy said he had a surprise for us both. He did? Oh, then he hasn't forgotten. Oh, I hope my surprise will be flowers. I still hope mine's a pony. When you grow up and marry, baby, always remember to take home flowers for your wife. Flowers are so romantic. Yeah, but ponies last forever. Now, baby, let's not think about the pony anymore. I know whatever Daddy brings us, it will be a lovely Valentine. My, just look at the time. Oh, there, the phone. Maybe this is Dagwood now, calling to say he's late. Tell him we know it. Hello? I, is, is this the home of Mr. Bumstead? Mr. Dagwood Bumstead? Yes. Well, is, is he home? Or Mr. Bumstead, I mean. Why, no, he isn't, but I'm expecting him. Oh, so am I. Uh, I, I mean, I was expecting him to be home, and I, I just wanted to ask him about something. It's awfully important. Well, I could have Dagwood phone you when he comes in. Oh, would you? Just say that Miss, Miss Flaherty called. Oh, there's my bell. Someone's just come in. This may be... Yes, here's Mr. Bumstead now. Excuse me. Well, if Dagwood is there, ask him to hurry home. Hello? Hello? Oh, dear, she's hung up. Who was it, Mommy? Somebody named Miss Flaherty. She seemed quite excited about something and wanted to talk to your daddy. And just then he walked into her place. Now what do you suppose Dagwood's up to calling on her when he's late for his dinner at home? Mr. Bumstead, it's you! Yeah, hello Miss Flaherty. Just when I'm longing to see you! Well, uh, thanks. Uh, say, how did our Valentine's invention come out? Oh, it's there, all wrapped and waiting. Exquisite, simply too darling. I'm so proud you let me bake it for you. Well, I never invented a baked invention before, so I needed somebody like you to work it out. I've shown it to all the customers who've come into my shop here today. I told them the teensy weensy heart was for your baby and the lovely big one for your wife. Yeah? Uh, did you show them how you could lift the hearts off the top? Oh, yes. I put a big, big bow on the big heart and an itsy-bitsy bow on the wee one. And by taking hold of the bows, you can just whisk the hearts away. And find the Valentine presents? Snuggling in their little nests right in the heart of the cake. Yeah, I hope they like the presents, too. Of course they will. Blondie kept hinting she wanted flowers. Well, she'll have oodles now when these bulbs come into bloom. How do the bulbs look in the cake? Well, just at first they looked a little like onions, so I put cellophane around them. Yeah, that ought to fix them up. Have you got cellophane around Baby Dumpling's present? Well, I tried to but the bristles kept sticking through every which way. Wasn't that an awfully stiff wire brush for a kitty's silky hair? Oh, that wasn't for Baby to use on himself. It's kind of a educational present, you might say. Oh? Yeah, 
Uh, see, uh, he's been wanting a pony, but I figure a boy shouldn't have a pet until he can take care of it. How very wise. Yeah, so when Baby gets so he can groom Daisy, the dog, with that curry comb in the cake, then he'll be ready for a pony. Oh, I see. Uh, don't you agree with me? Oh, indeed I do. This way your little lady love and your baby boy will have so much to look forward to. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I guess I'd be getting along home now. Uh, give me my cake, Miss Flattery, and I'll give you your dough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You must explain that one to me someday, Mr. Bumstead. <laughs> well, I, uh, how's that? Uh, oh, well, I'm kind of in a hurry right now. Oh, I know. Here's your cake. Thanks for wrapping it so pretty, too. Oh, dear. What's the matter? Oh, my. I hope there's nothing wrong, but this feels awfully light for your package. Wasn't the cake light? Not after the bulbs and things got in it. Oh, I must peek inside and see if this is your cake. Gosh, if it isn't, where is mine? Oh, my stars. What is it? This is Mrs. Fleming's cheesecake. Oh, that stupid boy. What boy? My delivery boy. He's mixed the deliveries. Don't you see? Well, hey, I don't want Mrs. Fleming getting my cake. Neither do I. I don't know what she'd say if she found a curry comb in my baking. Well, I don't know what Blondie would think if she got a cheesecake for a valentine. There's only one thing to do. I must go to Mrs. Fleming and explain. Couldn't you phone? She hasn't got a phone. She says she hears more talk than she wants just with the naked ear, if you'll pardon my expression. I must go now. You'll have to stay here and keep the shop open while I'm gone. Yeah, but suppose a customer come in. I don't know the stock. Lady fingers are two for five. Uh-huh, two for five. That's easy. Hey, suppose they don't want lady fingers. Suppose they want donuts. Don't let them bully you, Mr. Bumstead. Lady fingers are much nicer. Hey, there's nothing left in the case but lady fingers. I know. So much simpler that way. I used to have macaroons, too. Yeah? Uh, why don't you have them now? Oh, they bought me out of them as fast as I could lay them in. So I had to give up making macaroons. Well, here I go. Uh, well, uh, listen, uh, don't be long because I'm late for dinner now. You can call up your wife and explain if you like. My number's in the book. Goodbye. Yeah, uh, now where's the book? Oh, here. Let's see, Flaherty's Bake Shop. Flaherty, F... F, F, hey, I don't want her number. I want my house. Operator, uh, give me macaroons, two, four, five. Uh, no, uh, wait, I want Blondie. I mean Bumstead. Uh, no, no. Well, but Dagwood, why can't you explain? What's the use of calling me on the phone and not explaining? Well, I just didn't want you to worry about me. Well, that's very nice, dear, but at least tell me where you are. No, listen, honey, there's been a terrible mistake, that's all, but I'm all right. Well, have you had anything to eat? Yeah, 
A dozen ladyfingers. Ladyfingers? What kind of a meal is that? Terrible. I never want to see another ladyfinger as long as I live. Listen, Dagwood. Do you know a woman named Miss Flaherty? Yeah. Hey, how do you know about her? She called me up, and I can put two and two together. Well, don't. Don't put two and two together, Blondie. Gosh, if you start putting two and two together, you're going to get two for five. I mean, you'll get the wrong idea of this thing. Oh, all right. If you want to let a good dinner spoil at home while you eat Miss Flaherty's lady fingers... Well, it's all she's got to eat uh, since she gave up macaroons. What? Uh, listen, I'll explain everything when I get home. I certainly hope you can. Sure I can. Only if anything gets delivered there before I do. I mean, before I get there. Why, just take it in gently. Gently? Yeah, it's pretty delicate. But don't decide to do anything with it till I get there, because there's a big surprise to it. Nothing surprises me very much anymore, Dagwood. I bet this will, because Miss Flaherty says everyone who sees it is crazy about it. Dagwood, what is it? I can't explain over the phone, honey, but I'll be home soon. Now don't worry about anything till I have a chance to explain. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, Dagwood. What did Daddy say, Mommy? Well, all I got out of it was that something was going to be delivered here. And if I took it in gently, I'd be surprised. I bet it's a valentine. I hope that's all it is. But why doesn't he bring it home himself? Maybe it's too big. Like a pony. No, he says it's very delicate. Delicate? Goodness, do you suppose it is something alive? If it is, we'd better be watching, Mommy. It might catch cold. I'm going to look out the window. Well, uh, but nobody has rung the bell. There won't be anything yet, baby. There is, though, Mommy. Something on our front steps. In a basket. A basket? Is it flowers? People used to hang flowers on doorknobs on Valentine's Day. Or was that Easter? Open the door and see what it is, Mommy. Yes, let's see. Why, it's a big basket with blankets in it. A laundry basket. What's under the blankets, Mommy? Wait, there's a note on top. What's it say? Is it from Daddy? No, it's a woman's writing. And it's blurred with, with tears, I'm afraid. It's very hard to read. Ah, isn't it a valentine? No, dear, I'm afraid it's... It's a baby! Yes, quick, help me bring it in. Sure, Mommy. Take it in gently, like Daddy said. What? Oh, why, baby, you don't think this is Daddy's valentine? Sure, Mommy. He said we'd be surprised, didn't he? And we are, aren't we? Well, yes, baby, we certainly are. This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players has been a staple of this community for over 30 years, and what a 30 years it has been, folks. 
Some of the finest comedies, musicals, and children's productions have graced the stage here at 210 South Water Street, inside the market, right here in downtown Watertown. What was your favorite? Was it Love, Sex, and the IRS? Was it Little Shop of Horrors? Was it Oklahoma Junior? <laughs> it doesn't matter which show you liked best. It only matters that you laughed, hummed along, and forgot your troubles for an hour or two. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, we return to Dagwood, who is still watching Miss Flaherty's store. Well, watching it may not be just the phrase. Seeing that Dagwood is having a little nap, suddenly, the shop bell jangles. Hey, who's that? Who, is that you, Miss Flaherty? Nah, reach high, buddy. Hey, uh, do what? Get your mitts in the air, this is the stick-up. Aw, oh, you're fooling. Uh, aren't you? Fooling, eh? Take a look at this rod, wise guy. Hey, that... that's a gun! Yeah, want it to go off? No thanks. Not while it's pointed at me. Then get away from that cash register. Hey, that money isn't mine. Not anymore, it ain't. What's the idea? There's no jack in this drawer. I guess Miss Flaherty had a bad day. Yeah, well you're going to have a bad night unless you kick in. Oh, listen, I don't know where she keeps her money. If she has any, and all I have is what's left from my lunch. Blondie doesn't let me take much. I spend it if I do. You had a nice lunch, did you? Just fair. I haven't had any dinner yet. Now ain't that tough. You know when I ate last? I had a handout on the edge of town last night. I'm sick of handouts, see? From now on I take what I want. Sooner or later you're gonna get caught, though, and go to jail. I've been there. Oh. Uh, you have? Yeah. Where'd you think I got this burlap suit? In college? Well, you don't want to go back to jail, do you? Well, I ate in jail, but I'm not going yet anyhow. Well, I hope you don't. Listen, why don't you get a job? And then you could eat and stay out of jail. Both. Who's going to give me a job, NX Con? I might be able to fix it. What can you do? I can plug you right through the noodle if you take them hands down. Oh, uh, pardon me. I was getting kind of tired. Yeah, and I'm tired of gab. Get a job, he says. I want to eat tonight. Gosh, I know how you feel. I'm hungry myself. Any grub in this joint? Lady fingers? You wouldn't like them. I'll try one. No, listen. I've got a better idea. Why don't you come home with me for dinner? Are you trying to be funny? No, I take my dinner very seriously. What kind of a sap do you think I am? Come home for dinner, he says, like that. And I take this gun off you once, and then what happens? Then we go home to dinner, like I said. Oh, sure, we walk out in the street and you yell copper. Wait a minute. Do you mean you don't believe me when I ask you home to dinner? That's right, I don't. Now you're making me mad. Why, you might as well call me a liar. So I call you a liar, so what? So I'm coming over there and make you take it back. Hey, wait! No, sir, nobody can call me a liar. Give me that gun. C cut it out! Oh, shit. Let loose of my arm, mister! Now... 
I've got the drop on you. You wouldn't have had, only I ain't strong. I, a guy's got to eat or he's got no fight in him. Then you shouldn't go around calling people liars. Uh, never mind that stuff. You got me. Let's get it over. Okay. Say, you are weak. I guess you haven't eaten lately. Oh, so you thought I was a liar, too. I'm sorry. Call the cops, will you? Get it over. What do I want with cops? I can handle you. As far as my house. As far as where? My house. For dinner. Like I said. You mean it. Do we have to go over that again? No, no. Only, listen, ain't you taking an awful chance on me? Why am I? I've got your gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's so funny? I'm sorry, pal. You're a right guy. I see that now, and I hate to see a right guy looking foolish. Who looks foolish? Well, pal, you do, pointing that gun at me. See, it's a no-good gun. What? It's a phony. You've been so busy keeping your eye on me, you ain't had time to get a good gander at it. Take a look. Well, I... Well, I'll be doggone. Yeah, it looks good at a distance, but it won't even shoot caps no more. Well, so long. Hey, where are you going? Out of the door, pal. Out of your life, kid. What's to stop me now? Listen, I thought you were hungry. I am. That's no phony, but you don't want to take me home to no dinner. Now listen. Don't get me wrong, pal. Your heart's right. But what I mean, you said when I first come in about Blondie somebody not giving you more than lunch money. So you're married. So what? Listen, I was married once. What has that got to do with it? Nobody's wife wants them bringing strangers home to dinner, especially if you don't know them. Oh, Blondie's different. She won't mind. Different, huh? I thought my wife was different too. You know what? No, what? Well, when I went up for my stretch, I was railroaded, see? Oh, I know, that's what they all say, but I was. And my wife knew it, too. So for a little while, she comes to see me, and then... She stopped coming. Yeah. First I thought she was sick, but after a while I got wise. She was through with me. Not that I blame her, what good's a guy in stir, but it hurt. Didn't you try to find her when you got out? What for? To ever tell me what I knew? That she was through? Nah. Listen, uh, what's your name? George. Well, listen, George. Nobody can think straight on an empty stomach. When you've had dinner, you'll feel better. Look, I tried to let you out of this. You still want me to go home with you? Sure. To eat. A home-cooked meal. That's right. Of course... Everything will be a little bit dry by now. I like my stuff well done. Let's go. The baby likes it in the kitchen here, Mommy. Poor little thing. It was cold and hungry. It drank all its milk pretty quick, all right. It's lucky I had your old nursing bottles, baby, and remembered your formula. Can we keep this baby, Mommy? Next to a pony, I guess I'd like a baby sister best. We'll have to see what Daddy says. Are you sure this wasn't Daddy's Valentine, Mommy? Oh, no, dear. For a minute, I did wonder. 
He was so mysterious about everything on the phone. But not even your father would send home a stray baby without warning. I guess Daddy would like a baby that eats as much as this one. And sleeps so quiet, too. Well, we'll break the news gently to him. Tell him we've got a surprise, too. Listen. What, Mommy? I thought I heard our front door lock turn. You can't hear that out here in the kitchen, Mommy. I can, sometimes. Especially when Dagwood is trying to come in quietly. But maybe I was wrong. Sure you were, Mommy. Just the same. It sounded like our front door. Dagwood? Dagwood! You heard us come in. Shh! I got cold feet. She ain't going to like this. Sure, sure. You'll be welcome, only uh, maybe you'd better clean up first. Yeah, I'd like to. I need a shave and these clothes. You go upstairs. Tiptoe now. And the bath's at the head of the stairs. And maybe my clothes would fit you. Say, you're a swell guy. Never mind. Uh, go ahead up. Tiptoe. Sure, sure. Leave it to me. Oops. I hit the table. Dagwood, is that you? Yeah, honey. Uh, just a minute. What did they send you to prison for, George? Burglary. Uh-huh. Well, now I know you were framed. Dagwood. Hurry up, George. Get fixed up. Yeah, yeah. You explain it to her before she sees me. Dagwood Bumstead, where have you been till all hours? And why are you standing out here in the hall? Well, now, you see, honey, uh, it's a long story. Uh-huh. Well, then start early and tell it. Well, I, I've got a little surprise for you, honey. Uh, uh company. Company? At this hour? Who? Where are they? Uh, just one, Blondie. Just one man. I asked him home for dinner. Oh, Dagwood, it won't be good. Oh, it'll taste good to him. I mean, he hasn't been eating lately. I, I mean, he was away for a long time where the, the food was pretty plain. Well, bring him in, whoever it is. His name is George, and he is in. What? George who? And in where? Just George, and he's up in the bathroom. He needed a shave. Oh. Yeah, uh, maybe he'll take a bath and change into some of my clothes, too. What? Look, honey, you'll like George when you get to know him, and I'll explain everything after we've had dinner. I'm starved. Uh, what's out in the kitchen? Anything good to eat? Wait, Dagwood. Don't go out there yet. Eh? Why? Well, I've got a surprise for you, too. You'll like her, too. After you get to know her... Gosh! More company? Well, sort of. Now don't be too surprised. No, no. Let's see her. Hey! What? Gosh, Blondie! Isn't this kind of sudden? Oh, now don't be silly, Dagwood. You see... Now, who's that? Golly, I hope it isn't more company. Say, how... I'll explain later. Oh, why, good evening. Where is she? Where's who? You've come for your baby? My baby, yes. I, I thought I could give her up, but I can't. I can't. Of course you can't. 
I thought you'd come back for a lovely baby like that. Is she all right? Of course. Warm and well-fed. And asleep again, I hope. You don't know what it's been like. My husband was gone, and I was alone. I tried to take care of her, but I've been so sick and... Hey, uh, sit down a minute. You're all in. Sit down, dear. But talk if you want. It's a relief to talk sometimes. You understand so well, don't you? I knew you would. I'd heard about you. That's why I thought I could let you have her, but I can't. Not even you can have her. No, but you were telling us about your husband. Is he... No, he's alive, but he's been away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like Dagwood's new friend, George. George? Why, that was his name, my husband. It was? Say, uh, don't get mad now, but was your husband in, in jail? Yes. I went to see him as often as they'd let me, but then baby came. I didn't tell him. I didn't want him to worry. And then I was so sick. When I could go again, he, he was out, and I never found him again. Say, listen. Oh, no. A thing like this couldn't happen. It could happen to us, Dagwood. Anything can happen to us. Call your friend George downstairs. No, wait. I'll bring the baby in here. Let him be alone when he sees them together. The first time. Come on, Dagwood, help me. Dagwood, look at them. That's a picture for Valentine's Day. Yeah, they're sure making up for lost time. I think the baby knows her father. Of course she does. Speaking of pictures, that table you fixed up is a picture too. Gosh, I'm sorry my present never got here. It would look swell on that table when we all sat down. You and me and the baby dumpling and George and Mrs. George and her baby. Somebody knocking on the back door. I'll go. Oh, hello. What's this? This Mrs. Bumstead? Yes. Parcel from Flaherty's Bakery. It's a surprise. Say, I had a hard time finding this place. Yeah, I'm surprised it ever got here at all. What's the matter? Have they taken down all the street signs? No, Dagwood. Don't be cross. Just think of all the nice surprises that wouldn't have happened if this boy hadn't lost his way. And so, we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled, Soft Soap Slide. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, The Lady Finger Holdup, featured the voice talents of Beth Boxel as Miss Flaherty, Carl Zarling as George, Megan Wunson as Mrs. George, Jim Steffel as Boy, Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. The Watertown Players are on the air every week with new episodes of Blondie. And more productions are always in the works. Be sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you can stay in the know. 
This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text Blondie to 44321. That's Blondie, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night.